Bleeds Pixels. Lost tangents and lost lives, lost sprites and lost nights. Everything's been played and played out, but here, the skybox is the limit. To follow is a parallax scrolling, derezzed rant that's mostly about video games. Mostly. I'm Matt. I'm Tony, and in this epic episode we have the mid-school memory of 2010. Updates on what we've been playing, and a chill chat about how every living creature dies alone. So let's get started. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> This time around, we'll get straight into what's playing. I've been playing YouTube. <laughs> is that a game, is it? What's that? Is that a game? Yeah. Is that like how you how you play Instagram? <laughs> Pretty much. Much the same. Much the muchness. Because, I... well, you know, here's me hoping that you were going to say, I've been learning how to play the Pokemon card game, but you're just collecting. <laughs> nah, man, I'm just straight collecting. Just wanting shiny. Are you going to learn the game, though? No, I just want shiny cardboard. <laughs> what's your well you think I'm I was going to say even do you think I'm actually going to spend quality time with my son and sit down and actually <laughs> do something with him you got to be fucking <laughs> kidding me <laughs> one one would hope one would hope but, you think you, know. you think I'm going to like get up from my seat and my computer and actually like interact with my children <laughs> well even no of course not because he's what like 14 now or yeah, he's you know he's he's, he's he's old enough yeah, he's, 10 He's like eight and driving. That's fine. That's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, bought him his first beer. It's good. Go down there, go down the dairy and get me some cigarettes. He voted. Yeah, <laughs> a few few scratches, a couple of darts. If you go, if you go, if you go, get me my ciggies, you can have a couple yourself. Yeah, but you can't have any Pokemon cards. Those are for me. <laughs> yeah, not even my doubles. But, May- but maybe, maybe, maybe my triples. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, um, yeah, so I've been playing Pokemon, as in collecting shiny cardboard, <laughs> and, I've been, and I've been, like, obsessed about it and really enjoying it, really loving it, finding right. it quite therapeutic, and um, harkens back to the X-Men days of me collecting, watching the an- uh, animation, the cartoon, which yep. was fucking epic. Um, and that's something else I've been having to <laughs> stop myself from. I'm trying not to swear on YouTube, so it's great on this platform to fucking swear right now <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah uh, just rattle a few off you cunt yeah exactly well okay i'll, I'll have questions i have questions for you then about the card collector film because yes i mean i during uh lockdown i watched that um last dance documentary about michael jordan and and the bulls that right. sort of amazing few seasons they had and just how unstoppable he was and that was sort of i didn't collect any other cards apart from basketball I am a, you know, we did a face reveal and half a body reveal and people can tell I'm a scorny white guy. So um, I didn't play basketball. I was all right at netball because, you know, we didn't have to run around too much. Yeah, the whole, uh, our youth, I assume you were the same too. Everyone just got into basketball cards and the collecting. And I got that. Um, I understand the the thrill it gives you, you know, that sort of opening a new pack. Am I, what am I going to get? It's almost sort of a, like gambling for children. So that's the whole thing, that's the whole thing when I was, sorry, that's the whole thing with like the pops that I was so like into was the fact that it was like this old school feeling, but there's the chase. So it's like the ones that are uh, different to the normal run and limited edition. But then you've got like the fact that the cards are sealed. And so it's a rush of what you're going to get. It's a little bit of gambling, which is a little yeah, bit, a little gam- bit of... gambling for kids, man. <laughs> to- totally. It's, um, it's kind of because I mean I don't I, I have so many vices, uh, <laughs> but gambling's never been one. But me neither. Me neither. Cards, but... cards. I could, I, I could get behind. I yeah. could get behind. As far as gambling, the... I know not to go anywhere near it uh, due to like how I am. But this is bringing it out of me where I'm like. What's another hundred bucks? What's another hundred bucks? That is very much, um, very Moorish, and you see the product hit the shelves, and it's also something I'm discovering the hunt. So I'm loving the going out because I felt like I was going out and doing the Instagram story, and I'm like spamming all these photos of all this shit, and I felt like I I was at like action figures, and then I was kind of like, yeah, but with the cards, it's like, ah, oh, just going out finding them because of the whole Logan Paul phenomenon that happened where he opened a base set and then everyone was like Pokemon card crazy so scalpers went out and grabbed everything off the shelves. It's, See, it's become, even I knew that. Exactly. Like, it's become, even yeah, I was aware of that. Yep. Yeah, but it's become like awesome 
hunting for them because they're all gone. You're trying to time when the stock comes in. And so hang um, on, let me just say you you you're saying something a Paul did is awesome. Yeah, totally. They're so great. <laughs> the old, I think I think one of them did some boxing recently too. Yeah, you can't you can't if you're watching YouTube, you can't get away from it. Eh? It's it's everywhere. Or even Instagram, because YouTubers will show the fight or whatever. But I don't follow them at all, so I'm not <laughs> saying that. But it's no. just it's just the fact that they they they've bled into it. Um, because a lot of those social media influencers they prey upon shit like that because it's and like children. <laughs> yes, they do. They <laughs> they try to time or adult children like myself because they try and time the next thing. So if you think about it, it makes sense because there's all this like those kids now that bought those Pokemon cards, like we're a little older than them, but we still watch the mm. anime and we collect other cards before that. So I don't have nostalgia for like the, the older cards. I'm all about the newer cards. Um, yep. Cause personally, obviously the full arts and that are just amazing. Whereas before they were like quite basic and in a, in a smaller window, the hollow. Um, but yeah, I can go into that later and go into detail, but yeah, I mean, anyway, what we're saying, <laughs> Prior, prior to me, like, getting into what you were saying? Oh, uh, well, I just was going to say gambling for kids, which we've said a few times. Yeah. Which, I'll say again, gambling for kids. Uh, but I understand it. And, yeah, I was just saying I, I could understand the nostalgia myself because after finishing the last dance documentary, all I wanted to do was buy basketball cards again. And I had a few friends that were um, even, uh, I have no, no doubt he doesn't even listen to this podcast. But my friend Conrad gave me some basketball cards and I've gifted him basketball cards. It's like, I just find some that I'm like, ah, oh, in a, in a drawer in a sleeve that I know is at my parents' house. And I'm like, I come across them. I'm like, Oh, Conrad will like this. And he's done similar things. In fact, you gifted me some too, I believe uh, for my birthday. Yeah. Hooked you up some Michael Jordan cards that I had. Yep. And you had that, uh, I can't even think of who it was, but for some reason you, was it Sean Kemp or someone you just collected a whole bunch of cards of one person. Yes. Alonzo Morning. Alonzo Mourning. From the Charlotte Hornets. The reason, so I had I never watched basketball or anything, but obviously there was that era of collecting cards, of basketball cards, and everyone was. And you sort of had to pick someone. So I was trying to pick mm. someone that everyone wasn't going for, like Michael Jordan or whatever. But also, yeah. I think what appealed to me is his cards. I, I must have had a couple that were like signed by him that were like yeah. real awesome looking. So I was thinking, well these are rad i don't want to give these away so let's see yeah. what other cards people have of this guy and then yeah. i would trade other stuff for that and i just thought it was cool to focus on a niche which is what i do with like horror pops or the horror, Poke the horror pokemon pop cards meaning like the current cards not the old ones or black series um star wars like just focusing on one niche thing and that's where it started for me and um, yeah, just happened to be. It's funny because I had no idea about the basketball. I don't know his voice. I don't. I've never heard like a, as a kid, never heard an interview with him or watched him play or anything. I just was like, <laughs> oh, his cards are cool. Meaning the way it was signed, or I had like a specific gold card, or and yeah. I was coming across them. And there's all those different um, cards that look real. I don't know, holographic or whatever. Um, yeah. So I would I would go for them, and I just thought it was cool to have one guy. Yeah. Mm. and now i've got them all yeah yeah thank you <laughs> but That's yeah and because of that like i think a similar story to what you were saying with the fact that um the, i think in new zealand there was a rush from what i heard that no one could get basketball cards either because i was even like i've never seen them since i was young no i've never so, seen them either yeah so because well, i remember there used to be card crazy do you remember card crazy it was that's it was in lower hut i think and it yeah, was so on my a plug for my youtube channel the first video i did i did my x-men card showing and i mentioned that straight away the card crazy which was where the movie theater and timeout was yeah just double checking so it is your youtube channel yes <laughs> just so i know where we stand <laughs> but yeah it was that store card crazy um, that shows how big it was when we were, you know, kids, because there was a whole store dedicated just to cards. Yes. And yeah, that's you'd go in and you'd buy basketball cards. And um, yeah, so I, but they obviously, you know, that didn't last. Uh, it was a fad. Uh, so they went out of business. And yeah, I'd never seen them anywhere before. So I looked online and then, yeah, no, like I think there was even like, they might have a online site, uh, but 
there was no basketball cards there. So I, I, I get the appeal of Pokemon cards because they're it's gambling and it's shiny and like that that thrill of opening cards takes you back because not not just basketball cards i remember gi joe cards uh wwf cards i think even jurassic park and they had those prism hologram cards like they were a good thing for kids to collect because they weren't much and you usually got to stick a bubble gum with it so yeah i i I see the appeal yeah i think it, it, it it floods back to you when you think back to it um it was a really cool thing you could get to, like from the dairy, like the garbage pal cards. Um, mm. Yeah, the 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 wrestling the wrestling cards. They were the, probably the first cards that I saw, and it was the collecting and the excitement of opening it. And and it was just not candy. It's not just candy. It was something to collect as well to hold on to. Yeah, yeah. Well, because even and it might have even my little collector brain back when I was little too. Because and it might even explain my infatuation with pro wrestling was is that I wasn't actually allowed to watch it or have the toys because my mum thought it was violent, so I wasn't allowed any of that. But then we'd go for Christmas up to the grandparents and, you know, you're in the door and Nana's giving you money to go down, walk down to the dairy. So I would secretly buy wrestling cards and then hide them on the way back and just tell people I bought gum and have like a a secret stash of wrestling cards that I would hide from my mum and I think they obviously found them not long afterwards because I was little and didn't thought I was so smooth but probably wore it all on my face that I was keeping a secret no nothing I just bought gum (laughs) and I'm like you know doing the Hulk Hogan ear pose and oh yeah but you know even then it was like it was it was all sort of my imagination too because because I wasn't allowed to watch it that much I only got to see it when I was around at other friends' houses that I was getting these cards of people that now I know who they are but I was like who the fuck is the red rooster why does he have like a weird red mohawk he looks like a dick and he was a dick but I didn't know anything I was making up stories for all these people Hercules Hernandez the big boss man I was like oh he's a police officer he must be a good guy before I knew you know fuck the police so yeah I, I, I get it that's the nostalgia buzz and i feel that's even generally it ties in well because that's what this podcast is basically about us reliving our childhood and in certain ways i think it comes in with like it's trending and like pop and culture and on instagram and, and and youtube and things like that but i think it comes along with the fact that i really love retro gaming and i love it a lot but I feel that there is none around anymore. So it's sort of like if you were to, we don't, okay, so we don't live in America. You know what I mean? Like there's not, there's less population, there's less stuff out there. So we're fighting against that already. Then you're fighting against scalpers and then you're fighting against time. So when you go to garage sales and that, you find fuck all. You can find, like I found an amiibo, but that's not even retro. It's just randomly was in a pile of toys, mm. you know. Um, I or mean, it's I'm overpriced to... on trade me. Yeah, and that's the thing. So the internet fucked it because everything is now worth something to people. Like it's very rare for somebody to just be like, "Oh, I don't know what this is worth," and you get it for two dollars, and it's like, yeah, you know, worth yep. thousands. Because if the grandmother didn't know, the kids would be on it or whatever you know and they'll be like no 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 yeah. grandma i'll sort this out and i'll sell it for you um you go to like um secondhand stores now and stuff is priced at, at trade me pricing because um i'm not trying to have a big bitch right here about it but it's it really is for me my personal opinion is it's dead so i i've watched videos of dudes in america and they find stuff but i swear man it's very very few and far between and what's interesting is the guys that were on a particular facebook group that i was a part of it feels like to me that group is not as active anymore and a lot a few of those guys have actually gone to cards as well and Mm -hmm. so they're collecting the retro side of cards like the older cards and that um yeah and i think yeah it's just it's just a good buzz it's fun and it's something different and i mean i guess with me like i say like i don't smoke i don't drink i'm not into cars i don't you know, I needed to find another outlet with obviously my injury. I can't do my sport anymore. So it's like, I need, I, I need, say, you I can need, play sports. I need, I need something to do. I'm getting there. I'm getting a lot better, but it's, um, it's providing me with, you know, content for our YouTube channel. <laughs> Fuck off. You've already, you've already said yours. And even in other chats, you've been like, Oh, my sub to my channel. And I'm like, you know, I can read this, right? <laughs> 
fucking arsehole. <laughs> Not that I've done much on it. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I cameoed on one episode. Yeah, I love that. That was great with the intro and everything. Yeah, and on the episode, that was actually a good episode showing what you got um, from our from our um, adventures. Stop! At, no, at now you're just trying to you're trying no, to it pull really it was. back. No, it was. It was cool. <laughs> you know, it was cool showing showing your haul. You know, um, that was really awesome. It'd be good to do that more often. So yeah, I've well. I was playing Final Fantasy VII, the remake. And I think last, it's been a while since we recorded properly, but uh, I was only a few chapters in there. I'm through all the chapters now, I've finished it. So I guess I can give my final assessment on it. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty good. I had fun with it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. No, I, I, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, it's never going to be, I don't think I'll ever have the love for a game like i did those those first few final fantasies bar eight just because it was a period of you know i was younger i'd never played a game like that before i still had an imagination and you know vim and vigor and my whole future ahead of me and everything looked bright now it's you know retreating my childhood and they could have fucked it completely which they didn't so i'm impressed with that because a lot of the, the the final fantasies leading up uh i played two hours of final fantasy 13 and thought it was a piece of shit um i've never played 15 which is the one before that before that after that the one before the remake i should say i guess yeah yeah and yeah it, it was never going to be a turn-based rpg like i grew up with that i love but it it was it was good enough uh and they did some nice character things and they completely i'm not going to go into spoilers here because i'll spoil the original but it, you know i won't do that either but it's they they've subverted expectations. They've completely changed the outcome. So it's not, you know, it's almost sort of saying remakes, almost the wrong title for it, really, because it's it's almost like it should be more Final Fantasy VII reimagined, if if you will. Yeah. Right. But yeah, um, I I played that. You know, I, I definitely got into it while I was playing it. it. It sort of consumed me. So when I had free time, I was looking forward to playing it, and I played it. I haven't platinumed it. Something I might go back to on a, you know. Uh, so I find sometimes, to be honest, it's a problem I have with trophies. I love getting trophies. I love that it's an extra little sort of incentive to play a game. Sometimes I find because some of them are so like tricky to get, and they almost kind of involve you playing the game to its fullest. That a lot of the times it doesn't give me a repeat play if that makes sense. Like, cause I've kind of done everything. So I'm like, Oh, whereas a lot of the PlayStation one classics that I had, you know, I treated them like a book. Like I think I've said about the, the seven, the original one where it was like, I was sort of like once a year, once or every two years I could play it again. You know? Uh, whereas this, I'm like, I mean, I know it's only been uh, a few months since I finished it, but like I sort of gave it a nudge with the trophies, but I sort of stopped myself from trying to platinum them, them all. So I can like further down the line, play it again there's a there's a it opens up a hard mode i started doing a few of the chapters on hard but i went oh, i'll just stop for now but um yeah so that's what i've been playing not much else i've got something that i'm excited for though even though i won't get to play it from the looks of it for two years so i'll be dead by then but in speaking and keeping with my love of turn-based role-playing games uh there is a very well-loved, well-known series that came out on the PlayStation 1. Existed on the PS2 for a bit, and it sort of fell off, uh, called Suikoden, which, if anyone that plays RPGs, if we want to talk about um, trade-me games, uh, I own Suikoden 1, original, on, on PlayStation, and I bought it brand new at the store back when I was, like, 15. That's one that can go for about $200, if not more, and its sequel, Suikoden 2, is even rarer. And that can go sometimes for ridiculous prices on Trade Me. Which is amazing. I'll probably, you know, because then I saw there's a digital version on the PS3, which I bought for like $12. So that's enough to sate me to play it. But having a that as a physical copy will be great one day. But can't afford it. But that also kind of ruined Trade Me prices for RPGs. Because people were seeing games sell for 2 two fifty, And they were like, oh, maybe this one will sell for that much. And it's like, no, 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 no. This was a special series of games. It was hard to get then. 
so they are worth its price and they're amazing off track anyway they're made by konami and konami as most people know has shat the bed with everything they own you know they fucked up metal gear solid they fucked up castlevania they now basically make uh pachinko machines that say metal gear solid on it because they own the intellectual property but they don't actually make games anymore so they owned the Suikoden series and yeah ran it into the ground i think they made a mobile game that no one liked so what's happened is is that a lot of the original creators have gone off and started a kickstarter game and it's just been funded again it's going to be out in another two years uh i'm going to butcher the name euden chronicle 100 heroes because that was the gimmick of Suikoden. You owned an army and you could get up to 150 people into your... Not necessarily in your party, but you build a castle. So you would get chefs and bakers and uh, people to run your, your inns and weapon shops and blacksmiths. So yeah, the gimmick of this game is, is that there's 100 recruitable characters. It looks beautifully old school RPG. And they're literally just talking about how they want to make it, you know, the spiritual successor to Suikoden it's you know a lot of the original creators so it looks beautiful i'm so excited for it. i'm even tempted to I've never actually donated to a kickstarter before i've been a, a patreon is that the right way to say that a patron uh for certain things but i was even like i might donate some money to them they've they've uh reached all their goals and over but you know you can still donate and get a digital or physical copy whenever it comes out so i might do that but yeah that might be a game because it looks like um I guess the way that I describe it is, is that it looks like, kind of like Octopath Traveler. Have you seen okay. that? Okay. Yeah, I've played yeah. it. I've played it. Yeah. But it's a turn-based RPG. You recruit. It looks like exactly what, you know, those games used to be when they were at their fucking zenith. So I'm super excited for that. So yeah, and I, I missed it because it came out a few months ago, and all, I was like, how did I miss this even getting announced? Uh, but sort of went on a YouTube binge and watched all all the trailers I could and people giving little sort of their opinion pieces. I was quite taken with it. So that's a, a, a future goal. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Final Fantasy VII. It's okay. Maybe I won't play games for two years just to keep that, <laughs> that feeling. My to play is obviously going to be Sword and Shield. I don't know which one to buy yet, but I haven't played the latest Pokemon game. So that would obviously suit and also help me when, you know, on the YouTube channel, when I'm talking about Pokemon, I can, like, say them right in that. But there's no... The one thing about it that I... That's sort of why I haven't bought it yet is I heard... Well, from gameplay, I got kind of saddened that there's no voice acting. So the game feels... Or it seems a little bit hollow. Pokemon are a bit funny like that in Nintendo with their voice acting and things. Um, they did it in Breath of the Wild with Zelda. Link doesn't talk, but Zelda talks and it sounded like shit. But... In saying that, at least it had it, because it just gives life to the game and some depth. It gives some heart to it, and it would also help me because then I can learn to say the Pokemon's names correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, I'm I'm continuing to watch Sun and Moon. As when you were up, we were watching a bit of that. Uh, I'm going to jump in there just quickly because you were saying maybe future games. I actually think I saw a game that I would recommend to you, maybe. I obviously have not played it, but it reminded me, because from what I've gathered, it's almost like a sort of, to tide you over before Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. There's a game that just got released. I was going to, I was going to, I was just going to mention that as well. That's the next one that I'll, when that comes out, I'll immediately be purchasing. Yeah, so that's on the cards. But yeah, I saw this, saw this game called Immortals Phoenix Rising, and it basically looks like Breath of the Wild, but it's like ancient Greece. So you're dealing with gods. But it looks ex- it's like they've literally ripped it off from what okay. I've heard. Okay. But it still looks pretty fun. Okay. So um, yeah, it's it's an open world. You fly around. You get into little battles. It looks exactly like what I've seen at Breath of the Wild. And as I was watching the trailers and sort of little mini reviews, because uh, I was thinking, ooh, Tony might like this. Because yeah, it just looks like a sort of Breath of the Wild light. So, you know, whenever Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, there might be something to play in the meantime. Yeah, I've got to find that game in between. But like I said, it's probably going to be Sword and Shield. I'll grab that ASAP and start playing that and grind away. And then um, and then I'll go from there. Um, so that's what hopefully I'll be talking about in the next episode. It's easy enough to watch Twitch or to watch YouTube and get everyone else's opinion. But I'd like to play it for myself. Yeah. Cool. 
okay, so we got a really nice question uh, and a you know a good serious question uh, on the Instagram from Alexia Pearl. Uh, sorry, this is a bit late in our reply. We've been a bit well. I say we. I've been a bit slow on our on the draw getting back to edits, uh, but I'll I'll barrel through with it. Tony's read it. Um, I've read it, but uh, we are going to answer. And she writes, he writes. I can't quite tell. It's uh, an old thing. I might cut this. They write. 2020. Stay woke. <laughs> De- <laughs> definitely no, I love so No, don't. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I said it. So <laughs> it's all good. I, I, always say, I always say dumb shit. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Hi. I know this is a random message, but I saw your page and I'm really struggling right now. Trying to find a job. Trying to figure out my life. You guys seem to have really awesome lives, are stable, and you're able to afford gaming and run a podcast. And it's just so inspiring to me. Basically, could you guys give me any advice about jobs or school? If you can, I'd be so appreciative. Alexia. So yeah, that was a very nice question. So I think, you know, just all jokes aside, we need to answer seriously now. Because <laughs> usually it's, you know, a message from our friend Craig talking about, um, you know, how big do you think Kratos' dick is? Yeah. But, all right. That's it. I got the joke out. Let's let's get serious. <laughs> Have to do it. Sorry. It's but, pretty uh, big. Yeah. Uh, I reckon it'd be medium because if it was too big, like it would get in the way. Those 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 chains he's got are compensating for something. Yeah. To- totally. That is a uh, good question though, uh, especially because well, for me, I'll I'll take a little bit of at least the start. I felt I, love... I felt I felt it's quite topical, as in like. This yeah, is a, I mean, this it's... is a thing that I think comes real easy to some people, but I think for you and me, we struggle with. Yes, because that's even the bit I was going to focus on, which is you know, uh, she does say seem, which is correct. It seems uh, that we have awesome lives that are stable, <laughs> which is uh, not exactly the truth, really. It's we're in trying times right now, so we understand how it's you know everyone's struggling a little bit. I I I'm struggling with jobs as well. Uh, I don't have one. <laughs> that happens uh, because of because that of happens. because of what happened with uh, the world. Uh, so yeah, I I too am trying to figure out what to do next. This has been a nice little. Uh, I mean, it started. It's just a sort of we were having lockdown conversations we were like why don't we record it well i i also think that we started this out of the fact that like i wanted a friendship in my life which i was seriously lacking i wanted to talk about video games and i had no one to talk about video games with Mm -hmm. i wanted to do something productive a lot of this podcast is to do with that question like this podcast like having something to have a routine to do to focus on to be productive we also did it because this does not cost money so everything else you think you do if you go to the pub and you drink beer or you go what what do men do i don't know things this like with video games you have to buy video games and stuff i get it but like there's ways around that like there's obviously like emulation um Mm -hmm. bits and pieces like that but i think that this the reason why we did this is to get on track and that for example with me i was struggling with depression and i went and got counseling and medication and i'm trying to rehabilitate myself physically and mentally so i'm doing this because i was struggling and it's helping me and i'm doing it as uh rehabilitation much like my aka our youtube channel it's a, <laughs> a lot to do a lot to do with getting better and yeah to not be a piece of shit is what I'm trying to do. Um, well, we've talked yeah. off mic about how this is kind of like a form of therapy for us. It, I, I get with the, it was, it was good to sort of, you know, catch up and chat and have, you know, the friendship, but it was also just sort of uh, with you there. It was uh, me and Tony talk a lot off mic. We catch up, we chat about things that obviously, <laughs> you know, a lot gets cut and a lot of it is sort of, you know, uh, big conversations at the start where you're talking about how you're doing, how you're feeling clear in the air then you record the podcast get that all out of the way and then you know at the end we might even have a vent but it's all it's it's for me this is like therapy you know getting a chance to sort of uh speak my mind to a, a like-minded individual so it, it's definitely helped me a lot um you can uh, we can all still have bad days which you know 
and as, far, as far as and as far as being stable on my end i pretty much have to thank my wife and my family for that mm. um as far as like my home and my job was even my new job was even my wife it was someone that she knew because the job i had before this one i couldn't do anymore due to my injury so yeah a lot of it is just i don't know i guess like life gets super tough and i think everyone so what i'm trying to say is like there's a lot of people that let's say to just to be blunt commit suicide for example and what's fucking weird about some of them is they're the most successful rich people ever and well money money doesn't always equate to happiness yeah it's it's sort of like i think sometimes yeah that's what i'm trying to say is that people can think they're on the surface people are okay there's a there's a quote that heath ledger um said well i hope he said because it's like a not a meme it's a fucking post on like instagram and that with his face and it says like everyone asks you like this is a vague description of what it is i can't Mm. remember it perfectly i can picture i can picture the italic font so yeah 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 yeah. and his face and it's like a black and white photo of him it says everybody wants to ask you you know if you're married if you have a house your job but nobody asks you if you're happy Mm. and it's just like it's true and so i think that gets programmed into us that we're so focused on all the shit that we don't do what we truly like for example okay so i'll talk about it again it's like the whole pokemon thing and then like putting myself out there and like doing youtube videos about it it's fucking cringe man it's like a little a part a part of me is telling me what the fuck are you doing like it's a kids game with little you know be a man don't do that you know that's just society like telling you like you're not supposed to be like that but it's like it's who i am so like if you want peace and you want happiness so that's the whole thing with the whole Heath ledger thing do what makes you happy are you happy i'm just saying that you're gonna the hardest thing with doing what you love is you're gonna get hate from someone and you can be your own worst critic too for example me and like i could think of our first episode I want to fucking delete that thing so bad because the quality is so bad. But it's where we started. It's who we are. And we got and a few I good think, jokes in there, I think, too. So yeah, it, it stands a little bit. I think I think you're gonna get hate no matter what you do. I think you need to find what um, from people. But then that shows they're the people that don't need to be in your life and that you don't mean nothing to you. You know what I mean? And it's nice for them to do that because then you realize who you should be focusing on in your life yes yeah as bru- as brutal as that as that sounds like um life is you know you want to be happy and you want people around you that uh you know put out the good vibes and are on your vibe um so i went on a bit of a random tangent there but i think do whatever makes you happy people it's a bullshit thing when people say oh work the job you love and you'll never work another day in your life it's full of mm. shit because every yeah. fucking job it, this podcast sometimes okay i'd say 80 percent of the time is awesome 20 percent of the time can be annoying you know what i mean like it's like i'll forget what i'm saying or i'll be fucking up what i'm saying and we have to edit it out or um we have to record when we've got something else on or i'm trying to say like there's so many things like video games they can get annoying you know like anything you can think of is never going to 100 percent be the best like there's like athletes there's athletes that like oh i want to be this athlete like michael jordan or whatever but it's like yeah but you're not going to get up in the morning and do 200 push-ups you know what i mean it's like there's a reality there's a exactly there's a that's why i said that you're not exactly gonna be (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna be now you're saying you yeah the reality check of the fajita looking dudes walking around armageddon yeah but yeah everything has a shit factor to it you know, it's like you have to wad through the shit to get to the good and it doesn't matter what you do. And so, and I think on the surface, some people can seem like they have it all together, but they have their dark days too. They have their fights with their partners. They have parts, shit in their past that they would love to change, but can't. But the thing is, those mistakes make you who you are and you learn from them and makes you a better person. And then it, in turn, like for me, I can teach my kids about things that I did wrong. Um not wrong but just mistakes that you can improve on and you know what i mean like it just and and 
you become an asshole if everything's gifted to you and and you live this like amazing life you become like a real piece of shit you kind of have to live like through some shit and the shit times make the better times better like if you lived on this like even plane it wouldn't even be like living like the yeah it's like it life like ebbs and flows um i'm just like going on and <laughs> going on and on right now but i think like i've been trying to rehabilitate myself and be mentally a bit more positive and uh gain confidence as well i think a lot of being happy is being confident i'm finding so when you say something you mean it and you say it and don't second guess yourself too much um and also just surround yourself with like-minded individuals whether that be family and friends and if they're shit cut them off <laughs> bluntly yeah my advice towards jobs and school it's a tricky one as you said you're having trouble finding a job uh so am i uh it's a weird period of time hiring's different uh if you i'm not aware of how old you are so you might already have been working in a profession so i'd say you know stick to that if you can as tony sort of said that that cliche of uh, love the job, blah, 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 you won't work a day. That's definitely, I think, everyone's goal in life and definitely something to strive for. I'll focus on the school part. Uh, again, uh, If I, I'm going to go on the basis of university because even I'm sort of contemplating something maybe to fill the time. Yeah, you know, if I, I worked in a in the visual effects world uh used to have a job doing that uh it unfortunately sort of has dried up at the moment uh so i'm looking at other things and unfortunately it's kind of been a a, a, a bad prophecy where it's like because i have got that experience and worked there having to sort of go and settle for something less is not sitting well with me so i'm maybe being a bit too picky with what i'm looking at uh so i've been contemplating study uh my advice there is because is I have studied before, I have a, a degree, um, part of me thinks, I'm like 80% of me was like, that was a complete fucking waste of time, <laughs> an expensive waste of time that I'm still paying for. Uh, basically, if you listen to any Kanye West album, he'll tell you the same thing. Um, I'm not promoting Kanye West, he's an idiot, but <laughs> his first two albums were pretty good. Um, but... I, my, my advice there is is because I sort of went into I had an understanding of kind of what I wanted to do which wasn't necessarily visual effects that wasn't actually the focal point I had I was a bit too much of a still am a bit too much of a dreamer and I went in without uh, much of a game plan so my advice if you're contemplating study uh, you know like say university be aware go in study what you want to do be aware of what you want to do and focus on that because that will help get you the you know the job you want or the career you want or the future you want. I was a bit too vague and flip flopped and ended up with a degree, yes, but it wasn't exactly with what I wanted to do, and in the end, it didn't help me get the job I got. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm contemplating something similar. I'm actually sort of reassessing what I enjoy doing, what I could see myself doing, and I'm contemplating next year. This is always next year. Things will brighten up. Jobs, school everything uh just uh yeah that's that's kind of my vent rant um i hope that answered your question i i just want to i just want to i just wanted to tap onto that because i did go off i went off on a tangent about depression and all this bullshit well i um, think it's all part of it and you know yeah. it, it's it, it answered definitely that you know what what i how i've read that question it was a it was a good question and we while reading that because you sent that i i apologize for um, our late reply on this um, because you sent me that message a while ago and I read it and I was actually taken aback by uh, just it, what was written that you know to think that to be honest my goal ever since I was about 13 is to have someone say that I've inspired something because I love my drawing and that was always my sort of goal I didn't give a shit about the money it was just the fact if I could do because I think I've talked about Yoshitaka Amano and just seeing his work inspired me to want to draw pictures so i always had this goal where if i just did something that inspired someone else that's my complete you know that's my life it's done tick i can pack it up now 
I would put to you, and, and we're not talking big scale here, but I would put to you that this podcast has inspired others. You know what I mean? So that's like, that's something super dope. Okay, sweet. But I wanted to tap on to that with going on from what I just seen, said then as well with the whole, no, nah, it's all good, with the whole jobs thing. Because you went through the whole school thing. And for me, jobs for me, the funny thing is, and I think Matt's a little bit the same, although, you know, you your last job and your visual effects and that, I think that is something you do love. But it's like, for me, jobs have always been about paying the bills. <laughs> that sounds yeah. so, like, obviously, but no, I seriously do mean that. So that's yeah. why I've always struggled with work, because I've never been in a job that I actually give a fuck about. Like, I'm, some people there are like, they're working away and they, they care. And I'm like, I just don't care because I'm there to buy this bike part. I'm there to buy this computer to edit this video. I'm there. Like, my focus has always been off. To feed your kids. <laughs> yeah, it's literally. And I know that sounds really silly, but it's like, nah, that's, I mean, that's just who I am. And I think, so my whole thing with, with the uh, question was like, a way that I cope with it is have a main focus, but in order to do what you love in the future, so you can have some pie in the sky, crazy idea, which is like having a podcast that you do full time that pays you. I think the whole thing is like, have, if your dreams don't scare you dream bigger, it's like, have this goal of like, that, what def you... that definitely sounded like an Instagram post with yeah. <laughs> italic uh, font. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm, a, I'm an inspirational. You're forward. inspirational. Yeah. I'm Tony Robbins. <laughs> what the fuck? Is that a guy? Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Inspir yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to say like, so do baby steps, get a good, a paying job, hopefully a good paying job doing any fucking thing. Even if the job we'll have sucks. Our fingers crossed for you. Even, even if the job sucks. Yeah. Ends um, to a mean. But on the side, start doing something that you would like to do that isn't about money. It's just something you love to do. And then... Which could even be study as well. To totally. Be I totally. know a few people that work and study. Yep, exactly. So you're studying and it's on the side. So it's like for this... But the, the, the thing is just to have a goal. If you're goalless, you're fucked. And that's something, again, that happens with me with my depression and everything. I realize I'm not focusing on some end goal. I'm not... Like I... in. And the other thing is, is write your goals down. Don't just like put them in your head or say it out loud or whatever. Like write it in a book, actually be like, and then go back to it and, and remember like, what are my goals? Have they changed? And you've got to have a plan, man. Otherwise you just, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And I mean, this is one way you don't have to do it this way, but yeah. So again, start something that you love a hobby, whether it be like, like that, um, I looked at all those stores at Armageddon, like much like you would like to do, which is like drawing pictures and shit. It's got nothing mm. to do with your job or anything that you're doing. You're like, oh, Armageddon is at the end of the year or at this time. I'm going to start drawing these pictures at like within this two weeks. I want to draw this picture. I'm going to draw this picture. Then I'm going to like start with my real job. I'm going to put money for the store. So that way I've got the store. I've organized that. And it's this little like project you've got to do little side quest and you're like nice that's a good way to put and, it yeah and you're like putting everything together and then you're like you're there and you're sitting in the store and you got your pictures around you and people are buying them off you or you're there and you have this moment where it's like oh fuck this where i'm actually doing this and like it may not be making you tons of money or whatever but it's like this whole thing so that when you go back to your shit job you can walk around with your head high because you know you've got this other thing going on you know like you could work the shittest job because you know you have this thing outside of work to live for and I think that's the trick to working a shitty job. Yeah, that's all I yep. was going to say. Yeah. Nice. No, well put. Um, and yeah, so I, that was, um, well, it was a really good question. And I feel that, you know, obviously got us talking. Because it's, it's stuff we talk about off, off mic. And um, we always sort of said off mic to each other that, you know, if these sort of questions came up or if we felt the need to talk about it, we would. So I'm glad we could. I hope that answered your I hope it wasn't just like, yo, could you guys get me a job? <laughs> like, <laughs> we've just gone off on this insane tangent. They've switched no, no. off, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah. thanks, Alexia. Like that is uh that 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 question meant a lot to both of us. So yeah, and it really it. it really got us thinking. It's good to actually vent that out and for us to it's funny because when Matt's talking, I'm listening and he's listening to me and it's kind of like inspiring. It's a really good question. The other thing is, if anybody's got any questions, hit us up in the DMs on Instagram. Feel free. Please, we need more questions. <laughs> <laughs>
Because, yeah, again, I've, I've had that Kratos question loaded and I've already blown it. Yeah, so more, more the better. It's all right. If, uh, no matter how many questions we get, we'll answer them. It's just obviously with more, we'll do quicker answers. But um, Well, I, yeah. I feel sometimes as well, if we get a bit more of a, you know, a more thoughtful, heavier question, not that they all aren't thoughtful, but, you know, a question like that, I feel that's good to spend a bit more time on than just like, I don't know, dull bludgeon, get a job. Or, you know, read a book. Schools, you know. Not like a, a half-assed answer. We'll give it your full, our full attention. Which I hope we did, and hope we answered that properly. But yeah, as Tony says, keep them coming. Thanks. Thank you. We're into mid-school memories. So this year was 2010. I chose this year. So my game... This time around, I'm not. I'm not going to dance around the fact that it was Mass Effect Two. <laughs> yep. So Mass Effect Two um, was done by Bioware, which is kick ass. Um, so yeah, I my whole thing with this game is is I did a post that got liked by somebody, which blew me away on Instagram of the actual consoles. Unfortunately, I'm an idiot and I threw that shit in the bin because I just wanted to get to playing the games. I'm not like that anymore. Wish I kept it. But I had to, sometimes I'll be thinking like I want to post something on Instagram and I'll be like, I have to research it. And with a couple of things, I've been finding it's hard to find the photos of stuff I like because they are a little bit niche mm -hmm. or like a good quality photo of something. But um, yeah, so anyway, I did a, did a photo of what I got. Um, so, okay, I'll, back, I'll backtrack a little bit. So I walked into EB Games. I had my cash on me, straight cash, walked in. I was like, I want an Xbox. For sure, I want an Xbox. I had my Xbox One with me. Again, a regret. I ended up trading it in for the Xbox 360. But I think you have to be a bit clearer there because you just said Xbox One, but Xbox One came after Xbox 360, didn't it? Oh, yeah, the naming of Xbox is great. Original Xbox. <laughs> there you go. So there I took, my, took in my original Xbox. Which kind of sucks because we had all that, um, you know, flatting days music on it and stuff. So I wish yeah. I kept it. But plus they were like, that, you know, they were gigantic. Yeah, they're like door stoppers. I, I ended up having a whole, I ended up having a whole bunch of them. They were really easy to come across when I was collecting. But anyway, as you said, there's a photo on Instagram as well of like my collection of that stuff. Um, but there was like the Halo version and the Clear and all that. Anyway, I took mine in to EB Games to trade in because I could get a, 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 a you know. It was actually real, a really good at that time, a really good lump sum off the three, off the three sixty. So I went in and I said to the guy, he looks at me and I'm like, I want an Xbox. And he's like, Yeah, no worries. And he goes to grab one. I was like, I don't want that kinetic. <laughs> like, I do not want the kinetic. Like, please. And um, he's connect. like, Sorry, connect. Yeah. And he's like, No worries. I'll just, uh, I'll be right back. And so he goes out the back and comes out with this. Like, it was just so awesome remembering the box, too. Like, it's, it's Mass Effect 2 edition, but it had the art on it, and I posted the photo on the Instagram again. Came with, um, you know, the controllers and um, everything you need, everything you need to get started and a good um, good hard drive size, too. Walked out super super stoked, super happy, but was kind of like, what did I just buy? What is the game? What is this What is this game? It's not Halo. What is uh, what's <laughs> Mass Effect 2? Yeah. Chuck it in. What's Mass Effect 1? Yeah. So this this was right at the time where um, I used to be in a band and I'd left the band and I had some spare time and I was like, holy shit, I don't know what to do with my time. So it came at this like real perfect time in my life. And um, I can even remember people talking to me or telling me like, hey, you should come out and do this. And I was like, oh, nah, like lying and making up excuses, but I was just playing games. And so I, I started grinding away at Mass Effect 2. Now, the reason why this is so awesome is it felt like um, KOTOR, like Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Well, the original Xbox. Bioware made KOTOR, right? Bioware made that. Yes. Yeah. So it's got that hardcore feel to it. And I mentioned in the last episode, actually, the soundtrack was something I really liked, which is like in the in the menus and things like that. Then this was just before I got a 1080p TV. So I actually played it on an old school... It wasn't a, like a CRT, but, you know, like old school TV. And then shortly after i think i played through and then i got my 1080p tv and then i played it again and i was just like oh my god that was the first time i could see like in the menu you can turn his face and he would like turn his eyes before he turned his face i remember that being like a real buzzy thing and like the the, the skin textures and stuff but yeah this was very much like like i say knights of the old republic so it's rpg action rpg shooter 
I went in blind, so that was a massive thing. I didn't know that there was like an optional. Well, you basically fall in love with one of the characters. Would you say on how you play it? Would you say it had a massive effect on you? <laughs> Absolutely, twice. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I played through this they, multiple times. Thank you for humoring my joke there. But that's okay. So you can go through. <laughs> it was pretty through, bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you go like Sith or Jedi. It's not called that, but you basically can choose the way the way you play the game. Renegade and Paragon, right? That's it, and it, that's it. That's the one. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and it, it changes your skin color and your eye color and your mannerisms, and you basically become an asshole or uh, a saint or, or whatnot. Yeah, and so it's um, yeah. I remember like the love scene bit <laughs> when that happened. I was just like, whoa, whoa. like it sort of. A game because I'm going in blind that sort of blew me away. I didn't expect that element in a game because it's not like with Master Chief you make love to somebody. No. Well, <laughs> he might I mean? just, just keeps his helmet on. And... <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely gonna flood. It, not that it's <laughs> here comes the flood. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we sound so crude. Uh... Um, but yeah, that's that's who we really are. <laughs> Surprise to no one. <laughs> yeah, to no one. Um Oh god. Yeah, so this game was just uh, uh, yeah, it was super fun. And yeah, again, I say this about anything I'll say if you haven't played it, give it a go. The first game I tried to play um after it and I it had a quite steep graphical um downgrade obviously because it was the first game before the second one but it really was clunky like it was even with the way you would battle because it's got that whole action rpg thing of how in in the second one when you're in the actual battling you see over the shoulder of shepherd who's your character and you like duck behind something to get cover and you pop up and then you're like you shoot so i would always go you could choose what you want to do you could be like a mage or you can be a shooter or you could do a soldier and all that sort of thing mm -hmm. so but anyway i'd always choose soldier <clears throat> probably again coming from halo and playing shooters and stuff yeah so go you're shooting and then you select the other character to do their magic or their their attacks yeah just like you would in an rpg yeah. and it's all happening and it goes all slow down like matrix style a little bit as it's happening to be able to get those uh, attacks off so it's not like the game freezes, it just sort of slows down a little bit as you're doing your attacks, which was like a cool element of the game. It's got those epic like big boss battles in it from memory and multiple endings. And um, I played the third game as well. That was like controversial and stuff, but I actually, I love that game as well. And I played this on Wii U, which was quite buzzy. Um, not this, the number three. And um, even though I'm supposed to be just talking about number two, but um, that was quite interesting playing it on Wii U because the other games were not on it. So it did this like cartoony cutscene stuff with like a storyline that you can read with like a voiceover about the past and what had happened. Because again, it's like a trilogy oh, yeah. and so everything's supposed to matter. So it brings you up to speed. And that was a, like interesting. It's um, something I was thinking if I wanted to collect, but then I said, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But you can get like the first game, second game, third game has like the covers have a, you can be a man or a woman. Um, you can also change your character to not be the guy in the game. You can be, you can, I think it had a face recognition thing if you wanted to with the connect and it um, would take oh, your it face. Would scan your face. I think it did. And it, I can it imagine, could look I can like imagine you. it having varying results. You'd still yeah, look like I a think it, you know, yeah. monster mash. Yeah, and I think that was in the third one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so anyway, it's on a bunch of consoles, and it's um, the second one is definitely known for the epicness, and, you know, characters actually die in the game, and I thought that was cool as well. It's not like everybody survives. Yeah, and, um, but the consequences. Yeah, totally. And again, that was that mattered because it was like choose your own adventure, so yeah. things would change the way you were doing stuff. Was this the first sort of RPG you'd played? I think so. I yeah. think so. As as far as and it, well, def, but that's what was cool about it. I didn't know it was an RPG. Mm. I didn't know it was a game that came with my console, and I and, I, and I played it, and it just sort of was like, okay, this is why that, this is why it's on the console. That's why that it's come with it. Very smart for Xbox to do, and very glad that I asked and just didn't go with a you know Connect version because then I would, <laughs> I wouldn't have played it. So no, thanks to that guy. Shout out to that guy. Yep. <laughs> Cheers, yeah. guy. Yeah, thanks, guys. 
what's your uh, mid school memory of 2010, Matt? Uh, my mid school memory of 2010 uh, is Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, which is a tie in oh, with shit. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the movie. Uh, this I've seen is, the movie, have not played the game. Cool. Yeah, this was on 360, uh, the Xbox 360, uh, and it was the first digital game I ever bought. Uh, up until then, I'd been buying sort of DLC for some of the games I like, uh, like maybe Fable 2 or something. But yeah, I actually just went, oh, I loved that movie, so I'm going to get that game. Uh, you play as the titular Scott Pilgrim, who on his quest to woo the enigmatic Ramona Flowers must defeat her seven evil exes before he can win her hand. Uh, the exact same storyline pretty much as the movie, although it's got a little bit more to do with the fact that it is a comic book, you know, graphic novel, so it's a little bit more inspired by that. Uh, it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up in the vein of Double Dragon. Uh, so if you've played a game in that style, you know the gist. It's a tried-and-true formula where you move from side to side of the screen, clearing waves of enemies by beating them up with fists, kicks, and combos, which you all learn on the way to the end-level boss, uh, and then, yeah, onto the next level until you clear it. Uh, it was amazing 16-bit graphics. Uh, this was one of the first games that made me sort of take notice that, like, retro-style, like, those old-school graphics were back in trend, like, they were popular. And that made me go on to play games like Fez, uh, Bastion. Those are sort of more... Fez is a platformer. Bastion's kind of sort of an RPG. But yeah, just that sort of indie titles, basically. Because I don't believe this was initially released. It might have been published by uh, a bigger studio house. I know it's owned at least by a, a studio house now, which I'll get to at the bottom. Uh, but yeah, it was just sort of... These indie titles were coming out. This one definitely drew my eye. Uh, it was also my introduction to chip tunes as a genre of music, uh, as the soundtrack was done by the band Anna Managuchi, who I've become a big fan of. So they're, they're a band, they've got drums and guitars, but majority of them play it through like pedals, which lead to actual Super Nintendos, and everything comes out sounding like a glitchy mess. And as you can see, inspired, uh, not the same band, but uh, our the music, intro music by Carpenter Brute is chip tunes as well. So I love that genre because of basically this game. Because uh, what I've also just seen, uh, and this is pretty much for you, Tony, uh, I've seen it's been announced at getting a re-release on the Switch in, you know, a little while. So, yeah, 10-year-old game, and they're releasing a 10-year-old, a 10-year anniversary game uh, with some of the DLC characters all packed in. So you might be able to play it on the Switch if you want. So, yeah, that is my game of 2010. Nice, man. Yeah, I'll, uh, that's something I can give a go. Always the price point for me on the Switch is something... That sways me a little bit, but they have sales. Nice. Do you want to ask me something? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> what year? What year do you think's cool, Matt? <laughs> no years. Uh, yeah. It's all pointless. And, you know, they're all getting worse one after the other. But if I was to pick one out of the hat, <laughs> uh, one from a, a, a few years ago. And I, I'll give an advance warning, oh, advance warning, a spoiler, if you will. Uh, I've cheated because I'm picking the year 2006, but I'm cheating. And uh, you will find out why on the next episode of It Bleeds Pickles. <laughs> well, that was our last coin, our last continue, and our last life. We've reached the kill screen. That's it for us in this episode. Thanks for listening. It means a lot to us. Follow us on Instagram. Give us a sub on our, our YouTube. Our YouTube. <laughs> it's a catch. It's a catch you on the flip from me. And a kick flip from Matt. <laughs> catch us on the next episode of It Bleeds Pixels. Vegan. It's not really that big of a deal. No kidding. Anyone can be vegan. Ovo-lacto-vegetarian, maybe. Ovo-what? I partake not in the meat, nor the breast milk, nor the ovum of any creature with a face. Short answer, being vegan just makes you better than most people. Bingo. Hey, man, question? I always wondered, how does not eating dairy products give you psychic powers? Okay. You know how you only use 10% of your brain? That's because the other 90% is filled with curds in the way. Did you learn that at Vegan Academy? Go ahead and get snippy, baby. If you knew the science, maybe I'd listen to a word you say.
You're under arrest for veganity violation. Code number 827. Five and a half and a half. It's bull roar. No vegan diet, no vegan powers. But, but, it's only my first offense, so don't I get three strikes? I mean, take it. At 12.27 a.m. on February 1st, you knowingly ingested gelato. Gelato isn't vegan. It's milk and eggs, bitch. On April 4th, 7.30 p.m., you partook a plate of chicken parmesan. <gasps> chicken isn't vegan? DV Gnags Ray. Hit him. Oh, my God. You once were a vegan, but now you will be gone. Vegan? Hmm.